The following Knowledge at Wharton podcast is brought to you by Wharton Executive Education. For more information on Wharton's executive course, the CIO as full business partner, please visit executiveeducation.wharton.upenn.edu. Long gone are the days when firms expected their chief information officer to function as chief technology mechanic. As companies look for ways to maintain a competitive edge in new markets, CIOs are playing a more central leadership role, taking on increasing responsibility for corporate strategy and other duties outside of core technology. Even so, CIOs are still expected to ensure the quality and performance of the IT organization. How can CIOs balance these priorities, delivering technology that improves business performance while helping to drive growth? To answer that question, Knowledge at Wharton spoke with Mark McDonald, Group Vice President and Head of Research for Gartner Executive Programs, who teaches in the Executive Education Program, CIO, as full business partner, produced jointly by Wharton and Gartner. Joining McDonald were Michael Shannon, Chief Information Officer of international law firm Deckert LLP, and Tony Habash, Chief Information Officer of the American Psychological Association. Mark, Michael, and Tony, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mark, given your, uh, your research, uh, what would you say are the top three challenges facing CIOs today and what's driving those challenges? Um, it's a great question. Um, the top three challenges that we hear from CIOs are really a combination of, uh, of three things. One is to support the enterprise's um, growth efforts and development efforts. So how do I provide the information capabilities and, and technologies that help drive growth and customer satisfaction? One of the other top challenges is associated with business processes, which is really um, a challenge associated with how, you, how the CIO uses technology and process to change the way the enterprise works, not only to kind of raise its current performance, um, but also um, uh, to help it um, you know, grow and, and, and be successful and, and beat back the competition. And then really the third uh, major challenge that we see CIOs continuing to face is, that, is the need to control um, and transform both the, op, uh, both the enterprise operating cost structure as well as their own IT costs. And so there's a constant uh, demand for a mix of both growth and, uh, and current performance that they're facing today. I think what's really driving these challenges are really, again, kind of three factors. I think the first factor associated with it is the corporate strategy, um, which you know, calls for growth uh, both at the top line and the bottom line. And in the survey of more than 1,400 uh, organizations we conducted in 2007, uh, growth was actually the number one priority for, um, for 63% of them. I think the other factor that's driving these challenges is, in fact, the, the global environment we now live in and the level of competition that that creates. And I think that's really driving um, you know, the notions of, of changing your enterprise and operating cost structures and uh, keeping IT costs in check. And I think really the final thing that seems to be driving the business process uh, imperative is the recognition that um, just doing more of the same will not help me achieve my strategy, that I actually have to do some things differently, change the way I work, and come up with more innovative and more effective uh, ways of working to ha- not only attract uh, existing or new customers, but also to retain the existing customers I have in an economical way. All right. Uh, Michael and Tony, are you seeing these challenges in your particular roles? Yes, this is Michael, uh, very much so. Yeah, and this is Tony. I mean, I think this is right on target. Uh, In in our case, I'll probably 
put the whole area of the membership and customer relations on top of the key issues here. And with that embedded the the whole idea of the being very close to the pulse of that from a product innovation and market innovation in that uh, in that regard. How would you, and, and this would be directed to Michael and to Tony, how would you describe your relationship with your PRC-level executives at your firm or organization? And is that relationship changing or is it evolving? Um, I, you know, in, in our firm, I think my relationship with, uh, with my peers is very good. Um, I've certainly established, uh, you know, credibility and trust over the years. Uh, and, you know, I have the luxury of uh, being at the firm for almost eight years now. And um, I'm probably the longest reigning C-level executive, but um, quite a few of them have been here for at least half of that time. So we, we have years of experience together and have gone through... Uh, you know, quite a bit of uh, evolutionary, uh, you know, relationship processes. The, the difficulty comes in often when we have to say no. Um, for instance, just in alignment with uh, the various um, business units, we have over 180 active projects in our project portfolio. And, you know, we really are, are uh, staffed to handle about 20 to 30 per month. Um, so you can see just just the life cycle of, you know, when a project comes in making those decisions, we have to make some pretty hard decisions and, and say no often. Uh, and that, that puts some pressure on, on relationships. Um, there's only one C-level executive at our firm that's relatively new, uh, and he's the CFO. But from the moment he started, he tried very hard to establish, you know, good relationships. And uh, we hit it off very well and very quickly. Okay. Yeah, and uh, in my case, the the I've been here for eight months uh, at the American Psychological Association, and the organization has is just experiencing what the CIO role is is really about. There has been so much thirst, if you will, over the last couple of years to get uh, to get the the role in, in place, and it's it's a new thing for my peers to see the CIO worrying about all aspects of the business and comes to the table as as a true consultant, if you will, uh, to shape expectation, help create strategies and direction, and kind of drives the collective um, energy of the association uh, forward, if you, if you will. Uh, I feel today, after eight months on the job, that uh, with my entire executive team, if you will, that they will probably judge that uh, Tony's coming as, as a business partner to the table here. I spend good 50-60% of my uh, typical week uh, with my peers on that on those kind of issues. And we're, we're actually collapsing the IT organization structure to be much more business-facing uh, than, than it is today. And that already starts to pay some, uh, some uh, dividend in that regard. Hmm. And to, to the Michael point about the governance, uh, when I first came here, there were, we didn't have any governance process. So we started to implement one as we speak. And we're up to 230 projects on the list. And, and we're going next month with the first uh, time ever to prioritize an enterprise list from a corporate perspective at large. And uh, there's been some excitement within the executive team about going through that process and see kind of the initiative across the enterprise and having to debate uh, the value of investment of, of A versus B and which one to go with and make those tough choices. But I think the, the atmosphere is so ready for that. Hmm. Hmm. And how are you both working to align your, your IT organizations with your firms or organizations' business strategies then? 
it's, it's important to understand that that uh, our firm is a is a uh, services business um, just to start. Um, and we constantly seek new opportunities to add value to the firm uh, in all of the uh, business units, um, you know, going well beyond the basic functions uh, to enhance our competitive advantage. A big initiative right now is this concept of knowledge management. <clears throat> and outside of professional services, I think knowledge management is just as important, but I, I think it, it's not really talked about much. Um, so, you know, how do you how do you take younger professionals, whether they're accountants or lawyers or whatnot, and have them be, you know, world-class accountants and lawyers and things, um, or, or, you know, financial planners or whatever that is? And, you know, it's through knowledge. It's through an understanding of, uh, of your knowledge base and, and, you know, for professional growth. Um, you know, that brings to light other areas when you get into these, these topics. So that's, that's not a, an IT initiative at all. This is a, this is a, uh, a, a legal initiative that we have. Um, and it brings into light other areas like ECM. So ECM in professional services businesses is huge. Um, and I think it's something that CIOs don't pay enough attention to. Um, you know, getting down into the very granular level of how you code content and how to retrieve content and, and you know, what types of people need to retrieve what content is quite difficult. You really have to get involved in the business um, at, a, at a very detailed level. You can't take, you know, just a strategic level. You have to, you know, really get into the, the tactical level uh, areas or, or make the right hiring decisions on, on who you choose to, to handle some of those functions. Um, that's something that's close to, to me right now, and I'm, I'm actually uh, spearheading that effort. Um, but other things like, uh, like centralization projects over the years, you know, in those times where we didn't have big resource-intensive projects, um, you know, I've been aligning, I've been, I've been positioning uh, my organization to be able to take advantage of new projects like complicated knowledge management initiatives. So ECM, you know, could easily be a failure if you, if you don't have a centralized infrastructure. Knowledge management really can't happen unless you have a solid ECM strategy. So um, some of those areas that I've been uh, really aligning myself with. From my perspective, we are a professional membership organization for psychology. We're also a publisher. We produce the uh, all kind of electronic products and databases and books and journals and so on. And the and we cater to quite diverse audiences uh, at the national level and the international level that varies from students to scientists to practitioners and so on, and to institutions, actually. And the... Uh, one of the main alignment we have is to how can we cater to these two um, independent pillars, if you will, but at the end of the day serve the mission of the organization. So we ha and we do that through a few things right now. Uh, at the heart of that is going to be um, the the governance process that that I mentioned. The second one has to do with um, cultivating the thinking behind truly institutionalizing uh, an innovation process for the new products in our domain. Uh, in, in our business, uh, content is clearly the the asset that we have, and um, we will continue to look for um, the creative way to leverage that content for the audiences we serve. Um, one of the things we're doing right now is the positioning um, key IT staff leaders 
with much more attention to specific business areas. And then we use the IT leadership team internally as a way to synchronize with each other on the pulse of the enterprise, if you will, day in, day out. And that has been uh, very effective for us, even in the short um, even we've been at that model only for the last four or five months, but it, uh, it's, uh, it's making a difference for us. Well, given the elements that you've already outlined, um, in what ways would you say that your IT organizations add the most value to your firms? I think that um, for me, I, we have to go back to the basics all the time. And the basics is we have to make sure that the operational excellence is guaranteed, it's a given that the infrastructure will work, it's there, it's secure, it's uh, available, it's stable, all that good stuff. So we're, uh, we're, we're paying a lot of attention to, to that basic uh, function, if you will. Uh, the second thing that I think we add value is in the, is in the um, participation, is a very active participation with the creating the, the new product roadmap for the organization. Uh, and uh, when we bring the power of IT and how, how, how we think about projects and the, the power of the business and combine that, I think we're surfacing lots of opportunities for to do two things. For first, integrating the enterprise and, uh, and drive efficiency um, and in, the, in the cost model that we have to run the processes kind of to, to mark point. The second is in the really identifying the, uh, uh, the potential product line, the new product lines that's really based on where we think the, our members and our customers would like us to, to serve them. So we're combining a lot of the resource we have with a lot of the potential possibilities from a technology perspective, and uh, and we think that we'll we'll be able to drive some new products down the line that will fundamentally change the landscape for how content will be consumed uh, in in our profession. Thanks, Tony. Michael. Yeah, Tony. I'm glad you mentioned um, going back to basics. Um, it's it's funny, you know. I, I I said earlier I've been with the firm for eight years, and <clears throat> I think. This year is is probably the first time that a, a big part of uh, my my closing of the year initiative um, is actually going back to basics. Um, things like you know law firms are fairly paper intensive, and uh, maybe we'll talk about some you know operational cost cutting methods that we're going through and reducing that paper. But for now, we have to deal with it. And you know things like the time to repair a paper jam may seem. Uh, nominal, but if if you know people are trying to use office equipment, and and keep in mind a, a law firm has a huge uh, fleet of printers uh, and copiers and MFP devices, but um, you know when when they jam or they need paper or they need toner, you really don't want someone billing between you know two hundred and and a thousand dollars per hour dealing with that stuff. You want to take office services personnel. Um, and push email alerts to them so all your devices today should be intelligent enough that they can generate uh, some level of automation and notify people that can take quick action and help uh, so that the people that are, uh, we call them timekeepers, the people that are billing uh, and generating revenue never have to deal with that. You know, also, we talked about knowledge management um, and ECM. We're going back to basics with ECM. We're trying to align uh, our ECM uh, initiative, it's, it's not so much of an initiative, it's actually something we do very well. Uh, but the new initiative and the alignment of ECM um, is taking the, that, that granular level of, um, of metadata 
for various people. So like, you know, a deal could be like a leveraged finance deal um, versus a, a corporate finance deal or some type of real estate deal. And the content involved in all of those deals are very, very different from each other. And how do you find that when you may have 10 million uh, pieces of content? They could be documents or, or parts of documents. Um, so, you know, the, the alignment of that is, is pretty critical. Um, there's also uh, big initiatives in, in uh, customer service. You know, we, we are a services business, and we have clients that we have to service. Um, so my internal customers are the ones that are actually servicing our external clients. And, um, you know, the, it's, it's very important that we, that we maintain that heightened level of customer service. Um, we're going through a lot of operational cost uh, uh, reductions or paying attention to costs, I want to say, not so much reductions. We're reducing where we can, but certainly, certainly not cutting back on services. But just to give you an example of the paper that we store, you know, just to store a box of paper that might be a, uh, an 18-inch long box or a two-foot long box, the real estate to keep that box costs $35 per square foot per month. So obviously um, there's some huge cost savings, not to mention uh, boosting your enterprise content, which is boosting your knowledge management initiative by scanning all that in. Uh, Mark, maybe this is a question I would direct to you. Is it is this a very typical situation where cost containment, you know, really does sort of come into such play in the CIO's role that um, it, it can, in some ways, distract from strategy? Well, it's a it's an interesting question, and I think both Michael and Tony have provided really good examples of how um, IT organizations are adding value. Um, I think the, the whole focus on cost c containment and cost reduction um, is one that is probably the easiest to quantify and the one that's most tangible for people. But where we're really seeing CIOs uh, and leading organizations kind of take that view of um, you know, improving the financial performance or the operating performance of the company uh, to the next level is to, is to start there, but then also look at kind of how do I transform um, you know, how my company uses uh, capital and and what's required, what's the amount of effort required to complete certain tasks. So, for example, we have one of our members, a manufacturing company, um, who the IT organization has now been tasked with pulling $100 million out of their, uh, their inventory levels. And they're going to be doing that through things like integration and adopting best practices and using information more intelligently um, to just kind of reduce the amount of inventory required to run the business overall. And I think where we're seeing people build off of um, you know, kind of a focus on, uh, on cost and operational performance into some more transformative um, and, and innovative solutions is really to recognize that, uh, that there is this opportunity to really change the way they work. And uh, oftentimes that involves really working at something that I know Michael and Tony are both aware of, is the fact that the CIO in the IT department or group is one of the few organizations that see how things work end-to-end -end and how they work horizontally in a company. Most people are concentrated on their functional vertical uh, responsibilities. And that whole horizontal dimension is, is one that I know a number of organizations are, are starting to come, come around to realize that, that how we perform and work together is truly how we drive um, customer satisfaction, service quality, and cost, as opposed to doing point solutions. And so that's why we're seeing a number of CIOs like, uh, like Mike was mentioning, pointing out factors that say that it's not just a specific uh, point factor relative to um, you know, saving real estate rent, but it's actually that's part of a much larger um, 
transformation that can really, you know, uh, give the organization a competitive advantage. Uh, and looking ahead, uh, Michael and Tony, what do you think uh, will be some of the big decisions that you're going to have to tackle in the near future? You know, I think uh, I think a lot a lot of the knowledge management initiatives um, are probably the areas that we're going to focus the strongest. Um, you know, back to what I have done. You know, we, we've done so much over the years that. You know, we've fully centralized our infrastructure. We've gone through, you know, business continuity planning to the hilt. Um, you know, I think all those all those things that many CIOs, uh, you know, have on their radar as initiatives. I think we've we've completed those. Um, at this point, we're, we really are focusing on that alignment with the business. And you know, in in a in a firm our size, we have a lot of. Uh, sort of different business units that are are quite different from each other. So, you know, for defense litigation, uh, for you know, um, pharmaceutical companies, you know, that business and the business alignment versus more transactional lawyers doing initial public offerings or real estate transactions are are vastly different. Um, you know, everything in in uh, litigation is is focused in the future on e-discovery. And how can I take the same group of lawyers and and review, you know, millions and millions and millions of documents where they could only review thousands of documents in the past in the same amount of time? And you do that through automation and through concepts of e-discovery. You know, that's quite different than the ECM uh, initiative that that we do well. That I'm trying to take to the next level, um, and and you know be literally a, a world-class uh, support organization from, from the standpoint of, you know, ECM and knowledge management. And it's back to the basics. So, you know, you can almost say that we're striving to be, to, we're, we're striving for the world-class basics at this point. Uh, th I think this is a very interesting question. Um, f for us, um, we we're coming forward with a, with, a, with a strategy from a technology perspective. Um, and as this is happening, the, actually the organization is embarking in creating their first strategic planning, which is going to come the first version of that next year after being in the business since 1892. And the, uh, the piece that I think the biggest decision that we have to do uh, is figuring out the pace of the change that we would like to execute for the organization and how to, how to make that pace meaningful from from the ability of the organization to consume change, to deal with it, to kind of socialize it, to become part of the fabric of the enterprise, if you will. Uh, one of the biggest initiatives we have on the table right now is fundamentally rethinking the, the use of the web channel uh, on how we touch really the members and customers. Uh, and we, are, we started that implementation thinking as we speak. And uh, I see ourselves making quite a few key decisions next year that will, um, will probably um, make the organization a little bit uncomfortable in terms of the amount of change that needs to happen. And uh, the, the key to that is to continue to build consensus across the enterprise of the pace of things. I feel that we're close to locking on the direction from a strategy perspective, and we need to get the pace right. Thank you. And, and Mark, uh, going forward, what would you say CIOs in general should do uh, or should keep in mind uh, when it comes to strengthening their own alignment with or their, their organization's alignment with uh, corporate strategy? 
Yeah, um, it's a great question. I think the the, the single um, uh, most powerful kind of um, rule of thumb they can have is to is to be able and be prepared to discuss or connect um, how each major IT initiative, whether that's a project or a major piece of the operation, actually um, creates a tangible change in the business or does something or guarantees some level of business performance. And in cases where you cannot make that connection is to recognize that those projects are, are, or activities are ones that need to be done you know, as good as possible, but that there's no extra credit for being better at them. And so where we see CIOs who, and IT organizations who are really well aligned is they can tell you um, how what I'm doing. So, for example, if I'm, if I'm uh, you know, doing a, a network consolidation to provide you know, more ready access to lawyers in the field or other things like that, you know, I'm actually you know, cutting down search time and raising productivity um, and actually talking about those end measures are probably the best way to demonstrate not only inside the IT organization, but also to uh, to your peers in the rest of the enterprise that you are really aligned and that you understand you know kind of what you're doing because that business performance is the language that everybody uses. Just to give you one kind of quick analogy about it, it's 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 the analogy is this: um, when you look at the effectiveness of a piece of exercise equipment, like a uh, like a treadmill, for example, um, what you really want to measure is how much weight you've lost and how much better you feel. Um, so measures that talk about, you know, what the average speed of the treadmill was and, and what its uptime were, et cetera, are important for the technical operation of the treadmill um, and are certainly part of that and contribute to it. But the main focus is on the outcome you're creating. And I think if you keep that business performance outcome in front of everybody at all times, alignment will happen naturally and it will happen down through the organization, which really is a, a powerful way to get IT uh, or to, you know, keep IT uh, on the forefront of creating value. Well, thank you. And uh, Michael and Tony, I want to thank you as well for joining us today. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.